0: The Vanity of Human Wishes. The Tenth Satire of Juvenal, imitated by Samuel Johnson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Algie Pug. The Tenth Satire of Juvenal let observation with extensive view survey mankind from china to peru remark each anxious toil each eager strife and watch the busy scenes of crowded life then say how hope and fear desire and hate o'erspread with snares the clouded maze of fate where wavering man betrayed by venturous pride to tread the dreary paths without a guide as treacherous phantoms in the mist delude shuns fancies ills or chases airy good how rarely reason guides the stubborn choice rules the bold hand or prompts the suppliant voice our nations sink by darling schemes oppressed when vengeance listens to the fool's request fate wings with every wish the afflictive dart each gift of nature and each grace of art with fatal heat impetuous courage glows with fatal sweetness elocution flows impeachment stops the speaker's powerful breath and restless fire precipitates on death but scarce observed the knowing and the bold fall in a general massacre of gold wide wasting pest that rages unconfined and crowds with crimes the records of mankind for gold his sword the hireling ruffian draws for gold the harling judge distorts the laws wealth heaped on wealth nor truth nor safety buys the dangers gather as the treasures rise let history tell where rival kings command and dubious title shakes the madded land when statutes glean the refuse of the sword how much more safe the vassal than the lord low skulks the hind beneath the rage of power And leaves the bonny traitor in the tower, Untouched his cottage, and his slumbers found, Though confiscation's vultures clang around. The needy traveller, serene and gay, Walks the wild heath, and sings his toil away. Does envy seize thee, crush the upbraiding joy, Increase his riches, and his peace destroy? NEW FEARS IN vicissitude INVADE, THE RUSTLING brake ALARMS, AND QUIVERING SHADE, NOR LIGHT NOR DARKNESS BRING HIS PAIN RELIEF, ONE SHOWS THE PLUNDER, AND ONE HIDES THE THIEF. YET STILL THE GENERAL CRY THE SKIES ASSAILS, AND GAIN AND grandeur LOAD THE TAINTED GALES, FEW KNOW THE TOILING STATE'S MAN'S FEAR OR CARE, THE INSIDIOUS RIVAL AND THE GAPING AIR once more democritus arise on earth with cheerful wisdom and instructive mirth see motley life in modern trappings dressed and feed with varied fools the eternal jest thou who couldst laugh where want enchained caprice toil crushed conceit and man was of a peace where wealth unloved without a mourner died and scarce a sycophant was fed by pride where ne'er was known the form of mock debate, or seen a newly-made mayor's unwieldy state, where change of favourites made no change of laws, and senates heard before they judged a cause, how wouldst thou shake at Britain's modish tribe, dart the quick taunt, and edge the piercing gibe, attentive of truth and nature to descry, and pierce each scene with philosophic eye. To thee, where solemn toys or empty show, the robes of pleasure and the veils of woe, all aid the farce, and all thy mirth maintain, where joys are causeless, or whose griefs are vain. Such was the scorn that filled the sage's mind, renewed at every glance on human kind. How just that scorn, ere yet thy voice declare! Search every state, and canvas every prayer. Unnumbered suppliants crowd preferment's gate, A thirst for wealth, and burning to be great. The loose of fortune hears the incessant call, They mount, they shine, evaporate, and fall. On every stage the foes of peace attend, Hate dogs their flight, and insult mocks their end. Love ends with hope, the sinking statesman's door, Paws in the morning worshipper no more for growing names the weekly scribbler lies to growing wealth the dedicator flies from every room descends the painted face that hung the bright palladium of the place and smoked in kitchens or in auctions sold to better features yields the frame of gold for now no more we trace in every line heroic worth benevolence divine the form distorted justifies the fall and detestation rids the indignant wall. But will not Britain hear the last appeal, sign her foe's doom, or guard her favourite zeal? Through freedom's sons no more remonstrance rings, degrading nobles and controlling kings. Our supple tribes repress their patriot throats, and ask no questions but the price of votes. With weekly libels and septennial ale, their wishes full to riot and to rail. In full blown dignity see Wolsey stand, law in his voice and fortune in his hand. To him the church, the realm, their powers consign. Through him the rays of regal bounty shine. Turned by his nod, the stream of honour flows. His smile alone security bestows. Still to new heights, his restless wishes towered, claim leads to claim, and power advances power, till conquest unresisted ceased to please, and rights submitted left him none to seize. At length, his sovereign frowns; the train of state mark the keen glance and watch the sign to hate. Where'er he turns, he meets a stranger's eye; his suppliants scorn him, and his followers fly now drops at once the pride of awful state the golden canopy the glittering plate the regal palace the luxurious board the liveried army and the menial lord with age with cares with maladies oppressed he seeks the refuge of monastic rest grief aids disease remembered folly stings and his last sighs reproach the faith of kings speak thou whose thoughts at humble peace repine? Shall Wolsey's wealth with Woolsey's end be thine? Or liv'st thou now with safer pride content, the richest landlord on the banks of Trent? For why did Woolsey, by the steps of fate, on weak foundations raise the enormous weight? Why but to sink beneath misfortune's blow with louder ruin to the gulfs below? What gave great villiers to the assassin's knife and fix disease on harley's closing life what murdered wentworth and what exiled Hyde by kings protected and to kings allied what but their wish indulged in courts to shine and power too great to keep or to resign WHEN FIRST THE COLLEGE ROLLS RECEIVE HIS NAME, THE YOUNG ENTHUSIAST QUITS HIS EASE FOR FAME, RESISTLESS BURNS THE FEVER OF RENOWN, CAUGHT FROM THE STRONG CONTAGION OF THE GOWN. O'ER Bodley's DOME HIS FUTURE LABOURS SPREAD, AND BACON'S MANSION TREMBLES O'ER HIS HEAD. ARE THESE THY VIEWS? PROCEED, ILLUSTRIOUS YOUTH, AND VIRTUE GUARD THEE TO THE THRONE OF TRUTH. Yet should thy soul indulge the generous heat, Till captive science yields her last retreat? Should reason guide thee with her brightest ray, And pour on misty doubt resistless day? Should no false kindness lure to loose delight, Nor praise relax, nor difficulty fright? Should tempting novelty thy cell refrain, And sloth's bland opiates shed their fumes in vain? Should beauty blunt on fops her fatal dart, nor claim the triumph of a lettered heart, should no disease thy torpid veins invade, nor melancholy's phantoms haunt thy shade. Yet hope not life from grief or danger free, nor think of doom of man reversed for thee. Deign on the passing world to turn thine eyes, and pause awhile from learning to be wise, then mark what ills the scholar's life assail. Toil, envy, want, The garret and the jail, See nation slowly rise, and meanly just, To buried merit raise the tardy bust, If dreams yet flatter, once again attend, Hear Lydiot's life, and Galileo's end. Nor deem, where learning her lost prize bestows The glittering eminence exempt from foes, See where the vulgar, scaped, despised or awed, Rebellion's vengeful talons seize on lord, from meaner minds, though smaller finds content, The plundered palace, or sequestered rent, Marked out by dangerous parts, he meets the shock, And fatal learning leads him to the block, Around his tomb let art and genius weep, But hear his death, ye he blockheads, hear and sleep. The festal blazes, the triumphal show, The ravaged standard, and the captive foe, The senate's thanks, the gazette's pompous tale, with force resistless o'er the brave prevail. Such bribes the rapid Greek or Asia world, for such the steady Romans shook the world, for such in distant lands the Britons shine, and stained with blood the Danube or the Rhine. This power has praise, that virtue scarce can warm, till fame supplies the universal charm. Yet reason frowns on war's unequal game, Where wasted nations raise a single name, And mortgage states their grand size wreaths regret, From age to age, in everlasting debt, Wreaths which at last the dear-bought right convey, To rust on medals, or on stones decay. On what foundation stands the warrior's pride? How just his hopes let Swedish Charles decide, a frame of adamant a soul of fire no dangers fright him and no labours tire or love or force extends his wide domain unconquered lord of pleasure and of pain no joys to him pacific sceptres yield war sounds the trump he rushes to the field behold surrounding kings their power combine and one capitulate and one resign peace courts his hand but spread her charms in vain think nothing gained he cries till nought remain on moscow's walls till gothic standards fly and all is mine beneath the polar sky the march begins in military state and nations on his eye suspended wait stern famine guards the solitary coast and winter barricades the realms of frost he comes Nor want nor cold his course delay, Hide blushing glory, hide Pultoa's day. The vanished hero leaves his broken bands, And shows his miseries in distant lands, Condemned, a needy supplicant to wait, While ladies interpose and slaves debate. But did not chance at length her error mend? Did no subverted empire mark his end? Did rival monarchs give the fatal wound? Or hostile millions press him to the ground his fall was destined to a barren strand a petty fortress and a dubious hand he left the name at which the world grew pale to point a moral or adorn a tale times their scenes of pompous woes afford from persia's tyrant to bavaria's lord in gay hostility and barbarous pride with half mankind embattled at his side great xerxes comes to seize the certain prey and starves exhausted regions in his way attendant flattery counts his myriads o'er till counted myriads soothe his pride no more fresh praise is tried till madness fires his mind the waves he lashes and enchains the wind new powers are claimed New powers are still bestowed, Till rude resistance lops the spreading god, The daring Greeks deride the martial show, And heap their valleys with the gaudy foe, The insulted sea with humbler thoughts he gains, A single skiff to speed his flight remains, The encumbered oar scarce leaves the dreaded coast, Through purple billows and a floating host. The bold Bavarian, in a luckless hour, tries the dread summits of Caesarean power. With unexpected legions bursts away, and sees defenceless realms receive his sway. Short sway, fair Austria spreads her mournful charms. The Queen, the beauty, sets the world in arms. From hill to hill the beacon's rousing blaze spreads wide the hope of plunder and of praise. The fierce Croatian and the wild Hussar, and all the sons of Ravage crowd the war. The baffled Prince in honour's flattering bloom of hasty greatness finds the fatal doom. His foe's derision and his subject's blame, and steals to death from anguish and from shame. Enlarge my life with multitude of days, in health, in sickness, thus the suppliant prays, hides from himself his state, and shuns to know that life protracted is protracted woe. Time hovers o'er, impatient to destroy, and shuts up all the passages of joy. In vain their gifts the bounteous seasons pour, the fruit autumnal and the vernal flower. With listless eyes the dotard views the store. He views and wonders that they please no more. Now pall the tasteless meats and joyless wines, And luxury with sighs her slave resigns. Approach, ye minstrels, try the soothing strain, And yield the tuneful lenitives of pain. No sounds, alas, would touch the impervious ear, Though dancing mountains witnessed Orpheus near, Nor lute nor lyre his feeble powers attend, Nor sweeter music of a virtuous friend, but everlasting dictates crowd his tongue, perversely grave or positively wrong. The still returning tale and lingering jest perplex the fawning niece and pampered guest, while growing hopes scarce awe the gathering sneer, and scarce a legacy can bribe to hear. The watchful guests still hint the last offence, the daughter's petulance, the son's expense, improve his heady rage with treacherous skill. And mould his passions till they make his will. Unnumbered maladies each joint invade, Laid siege to life and press the dire blockade, But unextinguished avarice still remains, And dreaded losses aggravate his pains. He turns, with anxious heart and crippled hands, His bonds of debt and mortgages of lands, Or views his coffers with suspicious eyes, Unlocks his gold and counts it, till he dies but grant the virtues of a temperate prime blessed with an age exempt from scorn or crime an age that melts in unperceived decay and glides in modest innocence away whose peaceful day benevolence endears whose night congratulating conscience cheers the general favourite as the general friend such age there is, and who could wish its end yet e'en on this her load misfortune flings to press the weary minutes flagging wings new sorrow rises as the day returns a sister sickens or a daughter mourns now kindred merit fills the fable bier now lacerated friendship claims a tear year chases year decay pursues decay still drops some joy from withering life away new forms arise and different views engage superfluous lags the veteran on the stage till pitying nature signs the last release and bids afflicted worth retire to peace but few there are whom hours like these await who set unclouded in the gulfs of fate from Lydia's monarch, should the search descend, By solemn cautioned to regard his end, In life's last scene, what prodigies surprise, Fears of the brave and follies of the wise? From Marlborough's eyes the streams of dotage flow, And swift expires a driveller and a show. The teeming mother, anxious for her race, Begs for each birth the fortune of a face. It vain could tell what ills from beauty spring, And sadly curse the form that pleased a king. Ye nymphs of rosy lips and radiant eyes, Whom pleasure keeps too busy to be wise, whom joys with soft varieties invite, By day the frolic, and the dance by night, Who frown with vanity, who smile with art, And ask the latest fashion of the heart What care, what rules your heedless charms shall save? each nymph your rival, and each youth your slave. An envious breast with certain mischief glows, and slaves, the Maxim tells, are always foes. Against your fame with fondness, hate combines, the rival batters, and the lover minds, with distant voice neglected virtue calls, unless heard, unless the faint remonstrance falls. Tired with contempt, She quits the slippery rein, And pride and prudence take her seat in vain. In crowd at once, where none the past offend, The harmless freedom and the private friend, The guardians yield, by force superior plied, By interest, prudence, and by flattery, pride. Here beauty falls betrayed, despised, distressed, And hissing infamy proclaims the rest. Where then shall hope and fear their objects find? Must dull suspense corrupt the stagnant mind? Must helpless man, in ignorance sedate, Swim darkling down the current of his fate? Must no dislike alarm, no wish arise, No cries attempt the mercies of the skies? Enquirer cease, petitions yet remain, Which heaven may hear, nor deem religion vain still raise for good the supplicating voice but leave to heaven the measure and the choice safe in his power whose eyes discern afar the secret ambush of a specious prayer implore his aid in his decision's rest secure whate'er he gives he gives the best yet with the sense of sacred presence prest when strong devotion fills thy glowing breast pour forth thy fervours for a healthful mind obedient passions and a will resigned for love which scarce collective man can fill for patience sovereign or transmuted ill for faith that panting for a happier seat thinks death kind nature's signal of retreat these goods for man the laws of heaven ordain these goods he grants who grants the power to gain with these celestial wisdom calms the mind and makes the happiness she does not find end of the vanity of human wishes by samuel johnson recorded by algy pug perth western australia